for example, the breathing exercise, the Wim Hof. Okay, so I, I never, I will miss a flight to not miss breathing in the morning. It takes eight minutes to do three rounds of 30 breaths with a breath hold in between. Well, now I'm up to four minutes on my breath hold, so it takes a little longer. Four minutes on your breath hold? <laughs> yeah, I never do it at conferences because people pass out. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> I think the longest I've done, wow, I did like one and a bit minutes. You know, it was like... If, you know, as you do it more and more, I yeah. mean, you'll be able to retain oxygen and, and yeah. you'll change the oxygen tension in your tissue at an accelerated rate. The number one motivational speaker under 40 in the world. We've got one billion views. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Law of Attraction podcast. I'm so excited to be here today in Miami in a very special presence, I would say. of somebody that I just had the experience of watching speak in Elena Cardone's incredible mastermind. He's somebody who's inspired millions at this point. He was just on the Kardashians helping with health benefits and all kinds of other things. I'm gonna go through in a second why this person is so phenomenal with his credentials. But who I'm with today is somebody who could not only help you to better your life, but somebody near you. He could help probably by the end of our, I would say in the next 80 years, the whole world will be impacted by 10X Health. And today I'm gonna dive in with this very special soul on a lot of things around how to biohack your body, how to better your life, how to better your health. I always say to people, if you wanna better somebody else's life, then start with what you are giving out. Look at the man in the mirror. What are you putting out there in the world? So welcome to the show, the co-founder, chief human biologist. Chief human biologist for 10X Health. He is such an incredible being. Gary Brecker, now you know his name, guides the company's global wellness vision and direction. He has over 20 years of experience in biohacking and functional medicine. You hear us speak about functional medicine all the time. We often have phenomenal doctors and people on here talking around functional medicine, which is the best way to hack your health. As somebody who's been through her own illness, I'm telling you now this is the best place to begin with functional medicine. His passion lies in customizing peak performance protocols for individuals to achieve optimal health. He's an expert on serum blood and genetic biomarkers, which you may have seen on the Kardashians as well, amidst the Cardones and various other incredible celebrities that he works with. He also sits on the board of NFL Alumni Association as a health services director and is known as the celebrity. Celebrity biohacker, welcome to the show, <laughs> Gary Brecker. I you to my eulogy, like, wow, that was good. <laughs> like, who is this person? <laughs> oh my God, no, I, I'm actually, I love introducing people. I, I really love giving flowers to the person who has really achieved these great things. And you have even more credentials than that. That's just like the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. You know, listening to you talk, it was, I mean, I couldn't have been more drawn in if I tried. You helped me understand the body and understand how we don't have to be sleeping badly. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be suffering with anxiety and depression. So true. We don't have to be yeah, having these health issues. And you started in mortality, which mm -hmm. you said just before we started, um, through that it shows you how to live mm -hmm. longer. Yeah, by studying how um, people leave this earth, we can understand how to keep them here longer, but not just extend their lifespan, but to extend their health span. 
you know, there's a lot of misnomers around optimal health. Most people think that being optimally healthy is just the absence of disease. But the presence of optimal health is the presence of thriving in all aspects of health, right? Your, your cognitive function, your waking energy, the depth of your sleep, um, your response to exercise, your physiological appearance, all of these things, your libido, they all have to do with whether or not your body has the raw materials to perform its job. Wow. And, and that's really, um, if I was to say that, you know, the one big takeaway from studying mortality, which is how people pass, um, that I took away was that the presence of optimal health is really just the presence of the raw materials that the body needs to perform its own function. You know, my opinion is that the majority of pathology and disease as we know it today uh, does not exist. Right. Um, that these are missing raw materials in the human body. Mm -hmm. And when you understand that when we put those back into the human body, it starts to perform like the beautiful machine that God designed it. Raw materials. Mm -hmm. So what are these? How do we get more of them? Mm -hmm. Raw materials are things like vitamins, amino acids, minerals, nutrients that our body needs to perform certain functions. You see, there's nothing, not a single compound known to mankind, not one, that enters the human body that's used in the format that we put it in. Wow. So everything that enters the human body, every carbohydrate, every fat, every protein, every mineral, every yeah. sugar, every amino acid, every vitamin, it enters the human body. And then what the human body does is it converts it into its usable form. Wow. If you cannot perform this conversion, then you are deficient in whatever nutrient the body requires from that process. I always use the example that we pull crude oil out of the ground, mm -hmm. but we can't put crude oil into our gas tank because the car doesn't understand that fuel source. So crude oil has to be refined into gasoline and then the car runs on that fuel source. Same thing happens with human beings. We put raw materials, crude oil, amino acids, proteins, fats, carbohydrates, minerals, nutrients, vitamins. We put these into the human body yeah. and then our bodies convert it to the usable form. So when you can't make that conversion, now all of a sudden you have a deficit. Yeah. When you have this deficit, eventually disease shows up. So disease is not usually something that happens to us. It's something that happens within us, right? As you start to pull ingredients out of a recipe, it just never comes out the way the chef intended, right? So when you deprive the body of certain raw materials, you get the manifestation of disease. And, and this is very evident in how we view diseases that run in families, right? Very often I hear people say, oh, I have uh, genetically- High blood pressure in the family? Genetically inherited hypertension. That's a perfect one. So high blood pressure runs in the family, but yet when, when you're diagnosed with high blood pressure, you have normal heart sounds, normal lung sounds, mm -hmm. normal EKG, mm -hmm. normal EEG, mm -hmm. normal dye contrast study, normal cardiac catheterization. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong with the heart. Mm -hmm. So why would you have high blood pressure? And if you ever ask a physician, um, well, if I inherited it from my mother or my father um, and it's genetic, mm -hmm. then what gene is it that I inherited? Because you see, we've mapped the entire human genome. There are, there's not a single gene in the human body that we're not aware of. So what gene is causing hypertension? What gene is causing hypothyroid? Well, they won't be able to tell you because that gene doesn't exist. And which means that these genetically inherited diseases very often do not exist. Right. What, ex what you inherit is the inability to refine a certain raw material, which leads to that disease. So if you replace it with, and you give the body more, if I'm following yes, the right Yes, you give track. the body what it's deficient in. 
gosh, this is incredible. So yeah. therefore, through the Tanax lab test mm -hmm. that you guys do, I can find out exactly what I'm lacking. Yes, exactly what you're lacking. So take hypertension. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to do it today. No, I'm actually am. Before I came on, I was like, I need that test. Oh, we are way. definitely going to do it. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, interestingly, if you just take hypertension, for example, um, um, one of the leading causes of something called idiopathic hypertension, mm -hmm. hypertension of an unknown origin, um, is an elevated compound in the blood called homocysteine. Homocysteine is an inflammatory compound. As it rises in the blood, it causes the vascular system to clamp down, mm -hmm. right? So if I make the pipes smaller in a closed system, mm -hmm. pressure goes up, mm -hmm. right? So if I can relax the pipes, pressure returns to normal. So this isn't necessarily high blood pressure that you inherited. Mm -hmm. It's an inability to lower this specific compound. And when you provide a human being that has this kind of condition, raw materials like B vitamins, riboflavin, niacin, panothenic acid, um, when you provide them certain forms of B12. Yes. There's four forms of B12, but only, only three of them occur naturally in nature, right? One of them we chemically synthesize in a lab, and we actually make the most prevalent B vitamin in the world from hydrogen cyanide. We take hydrogen cyanide, which is a chemical weapon. Yeah. It's a flammable, acute, toxic, environmental hazard. We bind it to a light metal called cobalt, and we create a B12. And we use this in children's vitamins, and we use this in supplements, and we use it in protein powders. And so we're putting hydrogen cyanide into the body because we're trying to get B12 in, and hydrogen cyanide's a thief. It wreaks havoc on cellular function. So what, how do you get B12? So you take the form of B12 that occurs naturally, a B12 called methylcobalamin or hydroxycobalamin. These occur naturally in nature. You don't find cyanocobalamin anywhere on the surface of the earth. We do the same thing with folates and folic acid, right? One of the leading causes of postpartum depression in pregnant females is the prenatal vitamin. Because when a female gets pregnant, they're often told to take high doses of folic acid because we say folic acid prevents a neural tube defect. That's patently false. Folic acid is a man-made chemical. It doesn't occur anywhere naturally in nature. Folate prevents neural tube defects. Methylfolate prevents neural tube defects. But what if you can't convert the folic acid into folate? Now you have a deficiency. So you basically, this is never taught, this is never shown anywhere. Mm -hmm. You're a genius. Apart from the fact you're a genius, <laughs> thank God I'm you're alive. I'm a human alive. biologist too. I'm not, I'm not a licensed physician, just for the record. I'm not licensed but to practice what, medicine, but I'm just But that's what makes you so in. good because you have studied it and you understand it in this unique way mm -hmm. that clearly the world needs more of. Mm -hmm. You understood from a higher place, this is what I want to achieve. I want to help humanity move mm -hmm. the needle forwards. I want to better human lives. And here's the actions that I'm gonna take in this physical body on this earth, mm -hmm. right here, right now. And I think this is incredible. Anxiety is another one. People are suffering all over. I, after my, I've, I had a hyperactive thyroid, the autoimmune mm -hmm. disease. Um, so not hypo, that you know, the hypo, yeah, which is hy more rare, but, but you know, yeah, so hypothyroidism. And when I had <laughs> it, it created really bad anxiety for mm -hmm. me. And I, you know, <clears throat> even to this day, still monitor my anxiety. I still mm -hmm. have to like, I know how to calm myself through what you showed us the other day, what yes. I wrote about in my first book, Wim Hof Breathing. Yes, oh, I'm a huge fan. Um, and anxiety is, is, is a, a core competency of ours because one of the things that we do is we really respect the definition of anxiety. If you, 
If you ask the majority of people that suffer from anxiety yeah. or that have a loved one that suffers from anxiety, if you ask them three questions, you will find that by answering these three questions, you can prove that their anxiety is not coming from a cluster of symptoms, right? Mm. It's not coming from their outside environment. We used a cluster of symptoms to diagnose Abraham Lincoln with depression over 100 years ago, and we still use the same kind of diagnostic analysis. So if you ask someone that has anxiety these three questions, number one, have you had the anxiety on and off throughout your lifetime? They'll say yes, right? This is, now we're getting to the root that it's actually a genetic issue, a deficiency in a raw material. If you ask them if they can point to the specific trigger that causes it, they'll say no. no. I can wake up in the morning feeling anxiety. I can feel mm -hmm. anxious. I can be driving home from work on an otherwise innocuous day and I can be overwhelmed mm -hmm. with anxiety. And then if you finally ask them uh, if anti-anxiety medications work for them, they'll tell you no, they just make me feel like a zombie, right? They just, just dull me down into the yeah. mud. And now we're getting to the root because this is their physiology. It's right. coming from inside, right. right? So what do we do for these people? Well, we lower homo homocysteine, one of the, one of the leading causes of um, anxiety, what we call generalized anxiety, and, and this is um, research proven, is a gene mutation called MTHFR. The, the MTHFR gene mutation is present in 44% of the population. Ironically, 44% of the population is also on an antidepressant. And so when, when we have an inability to convert the raw material folic acid, like we were talking about before, into the usable form, yeah. methylfolate, mm -hmm. our body has a deficiency and these inflammatory compounds rise. And this is why as they rise, they trigger anxiety. As they fall, you calm down. So it's not tied to your outside environment. Right. So you can supplement these people for this deficiency and a lot of these conditions eviscerate, right? Because the body's just missing a raw material. And when we go on this optimal health search, we start talking to our neighbor and our spouse and our friends and our doctor, and nobody's talking to your physiology. Nobody's asking your body what it needs. And this is why blood work and genetic testing is so important because there's 64 biomarkers in the blood that give us a very specific list of deficiencies that the body has. You know, as a human biologist, I'm not a big fan of supplementing just for the sake of supplementing. I believe that we should supplement for a deficiency. Yeah. If the body is missing something, give it what it needs yeah. and get out of its way, right? And so the way that we find these deficiencies is not by asking our neighbor or even our spouse or even our physician unless they've done a blood draw. Um, we ask 64 biomarkers in the blood and we ask five genetic markers in the body because these five actionable genes are the majority of the genes that determine how we produce these raw materials. And the body will say, I need more 5-methylfolate, I need more L-methionine, I can't use this form of B12, I can use this form of B12. The biggest fallacy in all of modern medicine is that what we put into one human biome it's is the same. It's exactly the same as another Which human biome. Which is completely wrong. It's this unbelievable. Is, it's fascinating. So my father's a, a doctor, consultant, mm -hmm. physician. He helped create the asthma inhaler, the mm -hmm. round one. Oh, awesome. Many years ago. And um, I said to him, when I had my anxiety and my overactive thyroid, I said, Dad, how do I cure this? And he said, and this is coming from a you know, medical doctor, he said, breathe. Mm. Let's start with breathing. So true. And he said to sit and do deep breaths in 
and out and in and out and it instantly calmed the anxiety yes and i started putting fresh oxygen into my cells like yes. you beautifully coached us and you know i think that is so missed in today's world no question you know i have a saying from from i didn't mean to cut you off no yeah um, go, 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 go. please this I, is this I, is i want to hear what you have to say yeah um, for once i'm not the one talking i i you know i have a saying and i and i use this every time i yeah. speak or any any time i'm interviewed um and we coined this during our research in, in mortality because um, when, when you're researching mortality and trying to predict the onset of and the severity of disease and when somebody will succumb to it, one of the big, biggest biophysiologic markers is oxygen and how well the body is utilizing oxygen, how well it's managing oxygen. And so we have a saying that the presence of oxygen is the absence of disease. Wow. And nothing is more true than that statement. Right. Yes. Nearly every disease etiological pathway known to mankind has its roots yeah. in hypoxia, the lack of blood oxygen. Mm -hmm. All human beings leave this earth the same way. We all die of the same thing, lack of oxygen to the brain. The definition of death is hypoxia, lack of oxygen to the brain. But we tend to think of it as an event, you know, a gunshot wound or a bus or a heart attack or a stroke. But the truth is that everyone is on a hypoxic curve. We can actually determine how well is your body utilizing oxygen or how poorly is it utilizing oxygen. And then we can fix that by raising red blood cell counts, improving hemoglobin, improving by breath work, by doing all sorts of things with these biomarkers so that your body has good, clean, clear waking energy because it has adequate levels of oxygen. You know, the difference between the emotional state of anger uh -huh. and the emotional state of passion is only a single neurotransmitter and the presence of oxygen, right? You know, no human being that's watching this podcast or any human being on the face of this earth will ever wake up laughing. Right? It's impossible to wake up laughing. And why is that? Because you don't have the oxidative state to experience laughter. Laughter is an elevated emotional state. But can you wake up angry? Oh, yeah. You absolutely can. Right? If you want to do an experiment tonight, just pinch your spouse while they're dead asleep. <laughs> they will prove that they can wake up angry. Right? <laughs> they could be in a deep <laughs> delta wave so of sleep. That's true. Beep. Just, hey, Gary told me to do it. Saw it on a podcast. Um, but because anger doesn't require the presence of oxygen. That's a readily available emotion. Right? So as we suppress the oxidative state, we suppress the emotional state. We suppress mood. As we raise the oxidative state, we raise the emotional state. We raise the mood. Yeah. That's why I really encourage people to start their day with breath work. I mean, it's free. It's easy. Um, you can do it in the privacy of your own home. You can walk outside and do it. You can do it in a hotel room. I mean, I do it in the airplane bathroom. God Should only knows what they think I'm doing in there. Of one that people can yeah, do? you want to do it right yeah. now? Let's do it. Okay, so um, I use the, a Wim Hof style yeah. of breath work mm -hmm. um, because <clears throat> one of the um, one of the things about the human body is we can't just put contents into the human body yeah. and expect it to use it. So we're going to breathe in a way that actually forces our cells to ask for the oxygen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to do five breaths. We're going to take deep breaths like this we're going to do five of those on the fifth breath we're going to exhale and we're going to hold for about 30 seconds okay. this is going to cause the carbohydrate receptors in the body to beg for oxygen wow. and then when we're done we're going to take a deep breath in and we're going to hold that for about 10 seconds and we're going to let it out and we can do the deep breaths through our nose or our mouth nose or mouth just Amazing. get the air in okay now normally we would do three rounds of this but in the sake of time mm -hmm. let's just do one round of five you ready Five, 
we're just gonna hold our breath after we've exhaled. Put our tongue on the roof of our mouth. After 30 seconds, we're gonna take a deep breath in. Ready? Hold. And let it out. So what happens when you do that? You can even just feel your state shift just from doing that, right? It feels so much calmer. It's just a state of zen, like a state of calm. And, you know, lately um, I've been down the really far down the science spiritual rabbit hole because um, there was a, a, for decades, there was a, a large diversion between science and the universe, you know, the universal law of attraction, um, the power of frequency, um, the pro- power of our mental state. You know, science didn't really support a yeah. lot of those um, theories. Now there is tremendous scientific support for the universal law of attraction. In fact, I tell people that don't believe in this law yeah. to look up a law in physics mm-hmm. called constructive interference. It's a law in physics that's as valid as the law of gravity. It says that if two frequencies of equal wavelength meet, the size of the frequency doubles. So this proves that we can get energy from conversation. We can get energy from other human beings. They can also take energy from us. Which is why we go into certain spaces and you feel elevated. You feel elevated. And then you go to another and you feel drained. Yes, people can be a succubus. I mean, they can, if opposite (laughs) frequencies meet, right? Succubus is not a scientific term. No, but I I get Um, this. Yeah, but if two opposite frequencies meet, then they cancel out. Right, so people can take energy from you or give energy to you. This is scientifically proven. My new book, Be It Till You Become It, is where the neuroscience meets ancient wisdom. Mm. Everything, in, it's, it's called the, where the law of attraction meets neuroscience and ancient wisdom. Oh, there's no question. It's so, it's, everything's proven these days, you know, from our reticular activating system to our hippocampus, the way it stores mm-hmm. memories. You know, I, I study neuroscience, it's my gig. Mm-hmm. You know, I love geeking out on it. So when you're speaking about neurotransmitters mm-hmm. and understanding, you know, what we attract in our life is right. so prevalent to what we really believe and feel and how we act in our everyday. We all want to better our lives in some way, whether it's in health, love, wealth, happiness, or confidence. But the problem that I see is that most people have fear and a lack of confidence and imposter syndrome standing in their way, enabling them, stopping them from getting to where they want to go. You see, the thing is, once you understand how to get over the uncertainty and move through the failure from before, move through that discerning place that you're in right now, I will show you how to get to the other side, to bridge the gap between the life you're living now and the life that you want to lead. And that's why I developed this incredible four-part course, a video series that is going to help you to better your life, to be it until you become it. I don't like fake it till you make it. I never did. That's why I created this book, Be It Until You Become It, which is a combination of ancient wisdom and modern day neuroscience combined, showing you how through a step-by-step guide, 12 chapters on how to become the best version of you before you even get there. So when you buy the book today for under 20 bucks, you get this four-part video series completely for free, which is worth hundreds of dollars. I can't wait to hear what you think of it because the same way it's changed somebody else's life, the same way it's helped somebody else get out of debt, create the life of their dreams, create that business that they dream of, it could help you too. And I can't wait to hear your testimony. Hit that link below and buy the book today and you'll get access to that four-part video series.
Just wanted to jump in here quickly and say, I am so excited to announce that my new book, Be It Until You Become It, is out in August and you can get your hands on a pre-order copy right now. It'll be delivered to you when the book is released, but right now you can pre-order that book and... I just want to give you something as well as getting the book as a gift from me to you. I am giving away a bonus Be It Until You Become It program with video content worth $500 right here as a gift for you for free for downloading and buying that new book today. When you get a copy of that book, just make sure you go back and put the receipt into the Be It Until You Become It book.com website where you'll be able to receive your free gift. And there is so much much more epic content coming up for you until the book is released. Be it till you become it, as you can hear in the title, is about becoming the version of you that you want to become before you become them. It's about the neuroscience behind the law of attraction, the ancient wisdom behind the law of attraction, and everything that goes in to you becoming that best version of you. It's my 12-step manual, the guide that I have done to become a best-selling author from being broke and homeless to living in my dream homes. I was a single mom only three years ago. This is the bulletproof method that I have used to get to where I am now. You see, life is a movie. You get to choose your character and write your script. So who do you want to be? I hope you enjoy the book as much as I enjoyed writing it. The link is below. So true. When we talk about what are we attracting, it means what frequency are we putting out yes. and what frequency are we attracting? Because, Absolutely. you know, from a neuroscience perspective, there's a very interesting study that was done by MIT. Okay. And um, essentially what they proved was that human beings feel their emotion, their mood in an area of the brain called the amygdala, right? So when you experience love or laughter or, or passion or elation or joy or arousal or anger, you're experiencing that in an area of the brain called the amygdala. The unique thing about the amygdala is that it's the sole gateway to the hippocampus where our memory lies. So there's only one door from the amygdala to the hippocampus. And if amygdala is emotion, then this means that our current emotional state determines what memories we access. Wow. That's a physiologic fact, by the way. There's no way around that. So when you're in a certain emotional state, let's say you just had an argument with your spouse. Yeah. Um, when you're in that state, you can recall with incredible accuracy every other time they made you feel that way. Oh my gosh, you did this in uh, September. You did this at your mother-in-law's house. You did it when I was with my boys the other day. Every time that they've made you feel that way because the amygdala is the only way to get to the hippocampus. But see, the hippocampus is our memory. And this drives our conscience. And our conscience is our future. So the truth is that our current emotional state determines our future, right? That's a scientific fact. And so what I want to do, the, the balance of my lifetime and my adult lifetime is dedicated to giving the raw materials to the body and to the brain so we can stay in an elevated emotional state. Because if I can keep more human beings and more of mankind in an elevated emotional state, then I can affect more of mankind's access to their own memory yes. and affect more of their future. That's incredible. And yeah. how often should people be doing um, for example, the breathing exercise, the Wim Hof. Okay, so I, I never, I will miss a flight to not miss breathing in the morning. It takes eight minutes to do three rounds of 30 breaths with a breath hold in between. Wow. 
Well, now I'm up to four minutes on my breath hold, so it takes a little longer. Four minutes on your breath hold? <laughs> yeah, I never do it at conferences because people pass out. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, the longest I've done, wow, I did like one and a bit minutes. You know, it was like... If, you know, as you do it more and more, I yeah. mean, you'll be able to retain oxygen and, and yeah. you'll change the oxygen tension in your tissue at an accelerated rate. And it improves your health. I mean, when I look at you, when I look at Grant, the difference of how Grant was oh. how many years ago to now, he looks 20 years younger. Oh, yeah. He has physically, biologically changed his... Well, if you go back on Grant Cardone's Instagram mm -hmm. just four years when, when I started to work with him, you'd see that, um, and I'd say this if Grant was sitting in the room, he'd probably look 15 years older. And now he's, he's four years older and he looks 15 years younger. Incredible, and I bet his biological age has gone down too. Way down. You see, that's amazing, and that just proves every single thing you're doing mm -hmm for the likes of, and we heard so many testimonials of people who have worked with you and have phenomenal, phenomenal breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. uh, it just shows we can lower our biological age and that's what you want to do. I no had the question. biggest shock recently. I'm telling you guys, I don't know why I'm opening up, but this is just me being honest. I did my, I did a, a test um, with YM where you do a blood prick and mm -hmm. feces and all the rest of it just to like check everything in your body but you can and can't eat. So it's a little bit different. Okay. And uh, when I did it, it came up with my biological age and I was eight years older than mm. my age. So I'm 32 and it said I was 40. Mm. And I almost broke down in that moment because I really look, thought I really looked after my body and realized there was some serious deficiencies, which yes. is what then led me on this quest of like, I've got to have Gary in my life yes. because I need this 10x health to yes. transform my, my life, my world. And I would never go to anyone other than the best. It's like mm -hmm. Elena Cardone I see now as my mentor. Mm -hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to anyone else because she's a billionaire. So who else am I going to learn from? You know, I already do very well in my life. Right. So I need to learn from her to elevate me. Who do I need to learn from in health? The best. Yeah. I will only ever be yeah, That's just the way that I'm carved out to be. But by the way, what's amazing here is you're probably sitting, well, hang on, what about me? But yes, you can also see the best once you understand how to gain access to them. So when I bring people like Gary no on my show, yeah. He does this for the world, so you can very affordably go and have your own lab test done your, with your, your blood work and your gene test. In fact, we coined a saying called get what the pros get. That's because, what it says. I'm yeah, trying to read just it. Just get what the pros get. <laughs> because, you know, people see the NFL logo or the you know, NFL alumni logo, or they see the Cardones or the Kardashians. They see, um, you know, celebrities and, and A-listers, and they go, well, I don't have what they have, so I can't get what they get. And I want that to be the polar opposite of the message that we're sending. 100%. That's what I'm saying. You know? I'm like, this is so easily accessible. So easily accessible. And everybody can do it. You can, in fact, I'm going to put your handles below and tags okay. anyway. So if you guys are like, I really need to try something different like I did, go below to the uh, link below. And it's 10X Health, isn't mm -hmm. it? 10XHealthSystem.com. There we 10X go. 10XHealthSystem.com. Perfect. The link is below 10XHealthSystem.com. And you'll be able to do a lab test as well. I think it's so important to recognize don't wait until you have the disease like I did when <laughs> I had the overactive thyroid. Like, why the fuck is this happening in my life? Don't wait until you get there before it stops doing preventative medicine, looking at what you yes. need in your body. While we're on this topic, can we talk about how you were saying you, when you used to work in mortality. Mm -hmm. I found this so fascinating. Yes. So wait, you can legitimately tell when somebody is likely to get the disease and pass. To the month. Good right? God. And so this is really easy if you're 82 years old and terminally ill, terminally ill, but what if you're 28 years old and you're perfectly healthy or you're a 35 year old male or female 
and you have perfect blood work and you haven't even been to the doctor, you have no pathology and no disease. Because by realizing that we all leave the earth the same way, yes. hypoxia, um, then we can figure out how quickly are you reaching a state of hypoxia. In other words, how well are you managing oxygen? You know, when, when, when I was doing mortality research, I began to see patterns and realize that, um, you know, because the, one of the population databases that we had had tens of millions of lives. And you could see that no matter what was going on in someone's body, if you added something like anemia, poor blood oxygen, low red blood cell count, low hemoglobin, you would exacerbate, you would accelerate that disease process. You would actually have that disease onset earlier and accelerate faster. If people were on oral corticosteroids, um, they roughly had six years and a single day before they needed a joint replacement because originally these, these types of medications are anti-inflammatory, but then they start to eat the joint like a termite, right? And interestingly, when we look at um, the way we define disease and pathology in this country, very often we define it differently than we treat it. Like depression, for example, 44% of Americans either are on an antidepressant or have been on an antidepressant. And when you think that, that's nearly half of the country. It can't all be depressed, right? But we define depression as an inadequate, one of the definitions of depression, is an inadequate supply of serotonin. So if you are low on serotonin, you're by definition depressed, right? So you would think that the, the fix would be to raise serotonin. Yeah. But that's not what we do. We take people that are low on serotonin and we put them on SSRIs, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, right? So what this does is it takes what little serotonin they have and it rations it. So by definition, it doesn't raise serotonin. So by definition, it doesn't end depression. I'm not making that up. I'm using the, the PDR, yeah. the physician desk yeah. reference, um, one of the definitions of depression and the treatment. So if we understand that depression is low serotonin and that serotonin is made in the gut, 90% of the serotonin in your body is right here. If it's not here, it can't be here, wow. right? Travels up the vagus nerve. So if we fix the gut and we turn methylation, the process of making this neurotransmitter back on, all of a sudden mood returns to normal. And so does emotional state, because what is mood? What is an emotional state? It's nothing more than a collection of neurotransmitters. If I take one of those neurotransmitters out of the body, I can't manufacture that mood. When I put it back in, voila, you can now manufacture balanced mood, right? So these elevated emotional states, passion, elation, joy, arousal, libido, happiness, all of the sort of hell yeah, I won the lottery emotions, right? These take resources, they take neurotransmitters, and they come from our gut. Is that what we eat? It's what we eat, but it's also, even if we eat a perfect diet, our, when we are deficient in certain raw materials, let's say certain types of B vitamins, methionines, zincs, magnesiums, um, B-complex vitamins, when we're deficient in some of these nutrients, which we can see on a test, then we're not able to turn the food, which is the raw material, into the nutrients that we need. So when we supply the body the raw materials that it needs, it can now make the conversions that create healthy neurotransmitters. It can produce these neurotransmitters, restores balance. You know, the downside, uh, you know, that I tell people is, let's say that it doesn't work. Well, all you've done is taken a supplement routine and a vitamin routine. You haven't put anything into your bloodstream that's not already there. There is no necessarily side effect, um, which I don't believe in side effects. I just believe in effects. Um, you know, when you put poisons and synthetic compounds into the body that it doesn't recognize, there's always an, an aberrant way that it responds, right? That's why if you ever 
listen to pharmaceutical commercials, like they're, they're kind of funny in a way. You know, you, you're, you, you know, you've got like bad gas on a plane, and then the side effect is blindness and liver failure, and occasionally death. You know, <laughs> um, but um, you know, but the, they're they're you know water soluble vitamins that nutrify the body that that bring deficiencies back into the optimal range. Now let the body start performing like the beautiful machine that it's designed to perform. I mean, imagine somebody coming into our clinic and saying, um, I've been on antidepressants for 18 years. You, know, you have to ask, when did they think it was going to kick in? Right, so you've had depression for 18 years. You've taken an antidepressant for 18 years, but you're still depressed? Um, then clearly there's a raw material that's missing in the body, and if we supply that raw material, maybe we can restore the balance of neurotransmitters and have that this emotional state eviscerated. So can you still do the mortality testing? Do you still ever do it? I can, but I don't do it anymore yeah. because, you know, when I was in that industry, in, I was um, not allowed to have any contact with the patient. And I, yeah. I'm not licensed to practice medicine, so I understand those fail-safes are in place to protect people. Um, but I wasn't allowed to have any contact with the patient or even the treating physician. So even if I saw a misdiagnosis or a life-threatening drug interaction, I, I couldn't contact the family. Goodness. So I really felt like... Very emotional for it because actually you can see how you could just tell somebody. I, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. But you know what? It's amazing that you now, because of that industry you're in, understand, therefore, how to move the needle forwards for humanity yes. now. Yes. Because you know exactly what it is that people are lacking. Mm -hmm. So, wow, we just need to take a look at... It's really supplements. Yes, we do, take a look at what's missing in the body. Like, it, ask the body the questions that you need to ask it to find out what's missing. You know, what can I do for you to help you sleep more deeply, to have clean, clear cognitive function? How can I improve your waking energy? How can I improve your response to exercise? Yeah, How can I raise your libido? And the body will give you a series of responses. It will say, and I'm interpreting the science and the blood work, but it will say, hey, I don't have enough red blood cells yeah. to transport enough oxygen to give me the energy that I need. And interestingly, people that are the most exhausted sleep the worst. Wow. You would think that people that are exhausted, the only thing that they would do well is sleep. But actually, if you're low on blood oxygen, you're tired. And if you're low on blood oxygen, your brain will not allow you to get into a deep sleep, right? When you start to respire shallowly at night, when your respiration drops at night, and your blood oxygen begins to plummet, your brain will panic, and it will wake you up. Right. It will wake you up by pulsing cortisol. And so people that are exhausted look like a bouncing rubber ball going down a hallway at night, right? They don't get deep sleep. And then they do a cardinal sin and they go to their doctor and say, hey, doc, I can't sleep. And so they put them on a zolipedum nitrate or a diazepam or, or some other compound to help them sleep. It's not really inducing sleep. What it's doing is it's blinding the brain brain's view of blood oxygen. And now the brain can't save you and it can't wake you up. So you actually suffocate for six hours. Right? People say all the time, I hate taking Tylenol PM or I hate taking Ambien or I hate taking Xanax because it's still in my system the next day. That's not actually true. That medication's usually been out of your system for hours. You are feeling the effects of having suffocated for six hours. That's why you're foggy and you have a headache and you're not focused. Meanwhile, they were just lacking in one simple supplement. Red blood cells and hemoglobin raise the, the, the ability for the body to transport oxygen and deepen the sleep. You return the waking energy and deepen the sleep. Could you get that time. through as well, breathing maybe before bed? That Absolutely. Kind of Breathwork before bed's a great way to do improve you do sleep. I do that on, when I travel all the time. Wim Hof? 
Wim Hof. So all men. the time, Wim Hof three rounds. I, I use I use Wim Hof as a tool, right? I mean, if you really want to harness the power of the universe, we talk about manifestation. I, mean, I know that you're big in manifesting, but some people, when we tell them to manifest what they want in their life, they don't understand. Well, how do I manifest? Yeah. It's like telling somebody, "Well, just go meditate," and they're like, "Okay, well, where do I start? No, do I just think of a beach and I all of a sudden I'm relaxed?" So, so manifesting what you want. Um, is the most powerful way to influence another human being. Mm -hmm. We know now that the most powerful frequency to leave a human being's body is the frequency of authenticity. When your words are truthful and you believe what you're saying. So if you can put yourself in an authentic state before a big meeting, before um, a big conference, before a big discussion with your significant other, before if you're a real estate agent, you go ask a client for a listing, right? Or before you make a big sale or close a big deal. If you can put yourself in an authentic state, which you can, mm -hmm. um, then your influence from a frequency standpoint over that person's emotional state is so powerful. And in many cases, they have no choice but to have trust and confidence in you. And so I teach people, and it's a very simple technique, um, you do three rounds of, of Wim Hof, mm -hmm. three rounds of five breaths. Mm -hmm. It'll take you about three minutes, mm -hmm. maybe a little less. This will change your state. And then you set your intention, meaning, what is my intention from this meeting? What do I intend to get out of this meeting, this conversation, this podcast, this interaction? And then when you, when you set your intention, then you close your eyes and you visualize the outcome. Never visualize a meeting, always visualize the end oh, destination. God, that's it's powerful. important to visualize the end, the outcome that you want. And then the level of confidence you will have going into a meeting where you've already visualized the end of that meeting is astounding. You know, every time I take the stage, I visualize, I remind myself my intention is to provide value. I'm here to provide value to this audience. And then I visualize the audience receiving that message in a positive way and taking action. And then when I take the stage, it's almost like I've already been there, yes. right? So I'm, not, I'm very relaxed and, you know, I'm comfortable in this interview because right before I pulled up in the car, I did three rounds of Wim Hof and, um, I set my intention for this podcast to provide value to your, your viewers and your listeners. And then I visualize the outcome, you know, us having a good uh, discussion. God, this so is, I feel like I already sat here. Yeah, of course. And it is like you already have. <laughs> and on that note, can we sit here again? Well, can I, can I, can I come, when I return to Miami, can I get you in the studio again? Yes, I'll come to course. you and Maybe we can and... review your results live if you want. Uh, <laughs> yes, I would love to. My God, that would be incredible. Just put her on the spot. Now can she can't imagine? get out of it. Can you imagine? I'm going to be like, I'm deficient in what? Oh, my God, yes. We commit. This is, there we go. You guys are going to have a massive reason to come back and tune in soon with Gary. Well, Gary, yes. this is, I could talk to you for hours. I mean, you are one of the most fascinating <laughs> humans I've ever met. And thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for spending this You're time welcome. with our audience today. If you guys have got as much value out of this as I have, make sure that you share this with someone who you believe this will benefit today. Someone who really wants to take their health to a new level or perhaps what needs an intervention. Somebody who's like, you've got a friend and you know they're on an antidepressant or perhaps you've got a friend who's anxious and we all have a friend who's anxious. Because we know, I think 85% of Americans suffer with imposter syndrome, which is basically mm -hmm. a, you know, a form of anxiety if you want. Mm -hmm. But there's so many different statistics. It's unbelievable. Basically, everybody you know has some kind of uh, anxiety. Mm -hmm. And if you believe this can help somebody, share it with a friend. Because that way you're helping, you're going out there in the world as your authentic self. Meaning that you're going to spread a good word, a good message and a good mission out there. And the further that we move the needle forwards, it's person by person. So I really do not ever take any of your ears for granted on that note. Thank you so much for tuning in, being thank a part you. of it. 
Thank you very Gary. much. And thank you. Thank this was you. amazing. Such a pleasure. Amazing. I put all of Gary's links below. Follow him on Instagram. Send him a DM. Go and get your lab check now. Go and get that test. Download it. Buy it. It's right there. 10X Health System. I can't wait to chat from you guys and hear more of what you thought of your own tests after you did it, etc. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We love you. I hope you enjoyed today's show as much as I did. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you for spending your time here today on the Law of Attraction podcast. And for those of you that write reviews from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you so much to every one of you because it's through your words that this show grows. It's through your time and sharing it with friends that this knowledge can go viral, that this wisdom that we share here on the show can reach hundreds of millions of more people all over the world who also are looking to improve their lives, to better their lives in some way. So thank you so much for that. I hope you enjoyed it and make sure that you hit subscribe if you're not yet a subscriber so that you are able to get all these shows delivered right to you twice a week, every single week. And we always have the coolest rock stars and guests on this show. So no doubt you're going to enjoy the next one as much as you did this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Natasha Graziano. Make sure you hit that link and get your free gift below where you can take away something and practice it today. Thanks again.